Paris, France, trying to get to Navasha, Kenya, and everything that can possibly go wrong has gone wrong, and then everything that can be right with God's grace and mercy has also been right. It's been very trying, but I'm in Paris. It's not my first time, but it's a very different experience. So let's go to the Moxie Hotel where I've been sent. Hello friend, hello distant DNA cousin. Welcome back. It always blesses me to know that you chose to come back to check out my podcast and to listen or watch and hear what I have to say. Thank you. If you are new and you're stopping by, don't go. Please join us. Now, I have to tell you something and say it quickly because I'm going to jump right into the story, which is a continuation. This is a part three of a four-part saga. So there is a part one that you have to check out, and there's a part two, and this is part three. So for it to make sense and to come together, kindly listen to, don't leave, but kindly listen to part one and part two so that it can all come together. And of course, I want you to come back and hear the conclusion, okay? All right, but today, for me not to just make things longer. You already heard the introduction. I am going to get in and I want you to cue in because I think the overarching part of today is that God is in the details. So if you get nothing else from this, I want you to remember that that God is always in the details, working things out for his glory. And he chooses to bless us and grow us and refine us and use us in the midst of these journeys. Let's get started. Again, welcome. When we last talked or when we last met, I was still in Dallas and an agent who I do not know her name, somewhere in the Midwest had stayed with me for over an hour on the phone and she had taken over my case. Complete mix up from Delta Airlines. And she had asked me the question, what do you want to do? I want you to remember that because those are decisions we have to make all of the time. Given whatever the circumstances, what is it that you want to do? So when she asked me that, I had weekly, which I said, made up my mind with lots of encouragement and I decided to go for it, which meant that I was saying, I've lost a day or two, but I'll go ahead and I will have fun no matter what, I'm going to trust God with this process. I'm going to face my fears. Let's go for it. Now, I want you to listen to different things because there are details all along that I think will help you in terms of facing any challenges or anything you're going along or doing during the week, upcoming season, new year. I just listened to a vlog 
where a lady traveling, another um, YouTube channel that I really, really like, it's called Our Tribe of Many. That's a free plug for them. I really like them. Um, where their sister, sister-in-law was stuck in Chicago, not her final destination, for four days due to what was happening with the airline, cancellation of, of, of flights and things like that. So these things are happening. And I also want to say, because someone told me when they heard part of my story, they were like, it makes me not want to travel. No, 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 no. Traveling is exciting, enriching, educational, and a blessing. Please travel. That's how we learn. That's how we learn that the world isn't all about us. That's how we see God's glory. That's how we get to understand other people and their cultures. So get back to my story, plug for traveling. Um, just be aware of things. And unforeseen circumstances happen in every situation in life. So I decided, now I want you to hear this. When she took over, she was trying to reroute me and get me back on. She said something that was critical. Bank it. She said, I erased all of your history so that it doesn't become tangled up. And so you don't have to deal with this. I want that to sink in. Should she have done that? At this point, I was so exhausted. And this strange person who was an employee of Delta Airlines was helping me. I already had a kind of red flag in my mind. I was like, if you erase my history, this is me thinking, not speaking. I was like, how will that work when I go back to tell you all this great mistake you have done? You're not going to have a history of it. But I'm like, she heard my hesitation and she said, I don't want it to be tangled up, so I'm doing it as if it's new. Not everything that is undone for you necessarily works out for you, details. But she was helping, I let it go. Remember that thing I said about letting it go? Ah, not always the best idea. So, she rerouted. They couldn't get me out that night. There's another side detail because this is full of details. I could have gone on again because of a very close relative. I could have gone on who happens to be, who happens to have the clout or the position at the airline. I could have gone on to Paris that night, but that would have messed up the rest of my trip because that means that, okay, now I've gotten out of my trip. So in terms of the connection, because of security, airlines don't let you do that. That also messes up with my return because it's how did you get here? What happened to that leg of your trip? See, and on a different airline. So I had to let that go. So again, I'm trusting this woman. And she said, okay, she said, I've got you rerouted. You're going through New York and then you will be flying New York to Paris, Paris to Nairobi. I said, if is everything okay on my route back? 
because right now I'm thinking. And she said, we didn't touch that. This is just getting you this way. She said there was another way to get you on another airline. Their partner airline is Kenyan Airways. She said, we can get you on that. We could do a London thing. I said, no. Um, but anyway, we're going through New York. Detail, I could have gone from Dallas to New York directly to Nairobi. I had chosen not to in the very beginning because I just thought this was a way to break up a very long, rather than 13, 14 hours flight, me going through Paris, kind of getting myself together. So long story, but again, details. So I still end up having to go to New York, but not that night. Because I was overly tired, I also did not advocate. I'm saying that on purpose to say, you all made this error, where do I go? She assumed that I was starting off from Dallas, so she didn't offer, I didn't advocate, lesson to say you all should be responsible. Did the Lord provide? Yes. I stop here to testify that at that point, I could afford to give myself a, a hotel room. Um, I have my son, one of my sons graciously said, Mom, I got you. Go get some rest. Why did I say that? First, thank you, son. Um, but I said that to say, in the midst of all of our situations, God always has these little blessings and kisses and things to do to make us know he's there. Even though we don't see him writing in the, on the, in the sky and doing things, when he says that, in his word, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed out begging for bread. That's us. So I go to a very nice hotel to rest and relax, regroup, time to pray and meditate. I'm exhausted. Um, I had food. I had access to give food. It was my point. It was how to plan and have everything in order because I knew I had to start early next day to deal with whatever was going on. I was going to be the first in the line. My flight was leaving in the morning, but it wasn't extremely early. I just knew I had an early start details. I prayed. I have to say this. I'm not going to say I prayed less. I was praying for guidance. I was praying to hear God. I needed to know my next steps. I was depending on him and leaning on him heavily. Why am I sharing that? Because sometimes we lean in more to God than other times. And when we're knocked off our own, you know, strength, we tend to lean in more. And since all of this was unusual and not planned, I was leaning heavily. While I got everything laid out, and you might be saying, I still have my suitcase because I haven't checked in. I got my clothes. I've got my overnight bag or backpack packed in detail for a purpose. This was in case something happened, which now has happened, but I still have my luggage, one bag. I've got everything laid out. I'm looking. This lady at this point, of course, everything's been done on the computer. So I don't have tickets or anything in hand. Everything's been redone. I'm praying. I'm praying. No answer, but I'm in a safe place. And at some point in the middle of the night 
or early morning, I get this strong prompting. And the prompting was, your ticket still isn't right. When you go, ask them to show you your return. It was a strong prompting. Be sure they go over your tickets with you. Look at it. Look to see what they've done. So I'm like, I can hear. It's quiet. And now I can hear God clearly. I have this strong prompting. Okay, thank you. I get ready. I'm ready for the first shuttle from that hotel. I'm dressed. It's the next morning. I go to the airport. I'm the second person in line. The place is practically empty. I go to the um, Delta International terminal to go to talk with them because I need to tell them I'm still like, y'all did something wrong. And I go to this nice young man, second in line, airport isn't crowded, it's early. And I said, I need you to help me. I've got a story to tell you. I need you to listen and I need to find out what my steps are and this is what happened. And he said, okay, I cued him in. And so he listened and he started, he pulls it out. He's listening to me. I'm explaining. And he's like, really? And he's saying, and he said, well, everything's here in the computer. And he said, I don't see what you're talking about. Remember, she has wiped everything out. So there's no background for all that craziness, again, that Delta Airline had done. Remember that, that's been wiped out. So he said, well, here it is. I said, I paid for select seats. Ah, remember, the information has been wiped out. He said, it's not here. So this is what I can do, which means I don't have select seats now. Detail. I'm about to take a really long trip. And when you get into some of those aisles, you kind of, eh, it's not the best. That's been wiped out. But okay, he said, here's what we'll do. He said, I'll get you a window seat. I wasn't trying to look for a window. I was looking for leg room, but that's okay. Nice young man. But when he said, he said, okay, let's print this out and get it. When he printed it out, he said, everything's straight. And I said, okay, okay. And we're talking. And he said, everything's straight. And then when we start, um, when he starts to print it out and he's like, okay, I'm checking things. I'm double checking because of what you said so that you don't have to deal with other, any of this. He goes over my itinerary. And then I said, hmm, repeat to me coming back. And he said, yeah, we got you. Um, Dallas, New York, New York, uh, Charles de Gaulle, Charles de Gaulle, Nairobi. He said, coming back, Charles de Gaulle. Dallas, you're home. I said, say that again. He repeated, he said, Charles de Gaulle, Dallas, you're home. I remember that prompting. And I said, you keep seeing Charles de Gaulle, that's Paris, and Dallas. I said, how do I get to Charles de Gaulle? He said, yeah, everything's clear. I said, it's not. You're not seeing Nairobi, Charles de Gaulle. Did you all get that? that had been left out. He said, oh my goodness. He said, that's not on. 
He said, you don't have a ticket, a connection to get from Nairobi to Charles to go. I said, there you'll go again. I said, that's part of my original ticket. So he said, but it's not in the computer. You hear the madness, but listen to the details. Remember, she had wiped it out. But the prompting of the Holy Spirit. So I tell him after I pull out that paperwork from episode one that my husband had done, here's my evidence. Also, does it make sense that I'm flying going this way? Am I supposed to jump and just fly in the air all by myself from Nairobi to Paris? How did I get there when your airline took me there? So he kind of looked at me. He said, yes, ma'am. So he said, I'm about to call them. It's early. He gets on that phone. They're playing that music for him. We're waiting. While we're waiting, because I want you to hear this, I promise we're going to get this done. He said, um, you wait on the side. Don't go anywhere. You wait on the side. I'll be dealing with these customers. I don't know how long they're going to take on this phone. He said, we're going to get this straightened out. I said, yeah, cause I'm not moving until you do. I've learned. Meanwhile, this other lady who I had kind of sort of helped, she and her daughter flying somewhere, she gets into my business. I did not invite her. The enemy does that and he uses people's mouths. Why am I mentioning this woman who thinks she spoke innocently? Her comment to this man, this nice young man whose name was Prince, her comment to him and me was, wow, she's having a hard time and things are all messed up for her. And it just seems like she's just going to have a messed up day. That's what the devil spoke to that woman's mouth. I have learned, don't let people speak all kinds of stuff over you and you accept it. So I turned to her and I said, oh no, I'm not having a hard time. Challenges. And I'm not going to have a rough day. I said, I'm going to have a beautiful day, a beautiful flight. I'm not going to accept that. Glory to God, this man agreed with me, young man. And he turned and he said, oh no, ma'am, she's going to have a wonderful day, a wonderful flight, and we're going to get things straightened out. He said, there's nothing wrong. She's going to have oh, an amazing flight and an amazing trip. And I said, yes, I am. I saw her expression and she didn't like that. We came back at her. But who asked her to talk in the first place? And do you know, I had another opportunity and I did help that lady later on in New York. She never said thank you. She never said anything. I think she still felt kind of some way. I actually helped them twice. I think she felt some kind of way because we said something. But do not allow people to say anything over your life and you accept it. Been there, done that, not doing that anymore. So after a lot of time, we get them on. They say they're straightening it and they said, tell her to go on, go straighten it. Now you know that's not going to fly no more. I said, oh no. He said, oh no. He said, she said she's not going anywhere. I said, until it's straightened in the computer, until I see it in your computer, because even if you print it out for me, it won't be good enough. I want to see it and straighten it. That was from the promptings of the Holy Spirit. This is going to be too long if I continue. So I'm going to fast forward. 
It was done after a lot of time with the cooperation of this really nice agent. I got on the flight. Again, time was taken up, but I got on. Um, details in some of it was, I hadn't flown internationally for like three years. The amount of things that were slightly different, they were just more detailed about going through your things, taking out everything, even though I had done travel size. I mean, everything was gone through. I found that interesting. My seat was interesting because that was not my original seat. The reason why there was a blessing in that seat is the person I sat by who drank constantly the entire time, who was a child of God, who God used because of me just being kind and minding my business and smiling when I needed to. He told me when we're getting off because they mixed us up. When the stewardess came over and said to him, you're going to Charles de Gaulle, talking about our connection and a slight de um, delay, he was like, no, I wish I was. He said, I'm on my way home from a business trip. This is us flying out of Dallas. And I quietly said, no, I'm going. And she was like, because there was some information she wanted to give me, gate change or something. He told me, detail, God in the details. He said, I don't know if you're familiar with this. He said, when you get to Kennedy, he said, do not go out of the gate you're landing. That's how familiar this man was with the terminal. He said, instead, go specifically to this gate, take the shuttle to go. He said, because if you do that, you will not have to go back through immigration. And that way it will save you time to get to your gate so that there are no problems with your connection. Totally God, I didn't get that from the airline. So even my seat, that was not my original assignment, God is in your details. God was in my details. And that was the information I was able to help this other um, family with this lady and her daughter who were traveling to another part of Europe when so many people were not sure what to do because that whole thing we're going through immigration is a lot. And it's not because we're hiding anything. It's just the whole process and getting in those lines when you don't have your clearances. I already know that this video is running long. And so I don't want to continue. But ah, just so you don't think I'm stringing you along, we get to New, um, New York. We get there safely. I know the gate. My seat assignment was totally off. The agent was rude. I noticed that I did not have my boarding pass from France to Nairobi. I mentioned it and they were like, they can straighten it in Paris. And that was the problem that I didn't correct. I said it again on the plane before we left and the stewardess said that can be straightened out. And that was my error because I had been dancing with these people for now a day and a half. And so when I go through the long line and get to the right gate in Charles de Gaulle, and I've been traveling all night and I get there and I'm finally going to go through and I got to stop it here because 
you got an idea. That's where the madness, part two and a half, three begins. Friend, I'm stopping here because of the length and because I want to see you again. What I'm probably going to do. I'm going to upload the end of part three on Wednesday. Because by then maybe you're wrapping your presents or you're chilling then and you can just listen. And then hopefully we can wrap it up on the Friday before Christmas. I appreciate you. Please, if you thumbs up my video, it really helps me. It helps you too to draw, draw people who might be interested in inspiration and encouragement, which is what I am purposing and trying to do. And also it helps because then I know you like the content that I'm sharing with you. If you're not a subscriber, I would appreciate you considering doing that. Touch that notification bell so you know when I upload again and I plan to do it the middle of the week. I really appreciate you. Blessings and peace. Our journey continues together. All the best for your upcoming week. Peace.